This is the Black and Blue Report presented by SeatGeek. Here are your hosts, Cindy Robinson, Caroline Gonzalez, and Ashley Amos. Hey everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Cindy Robinson. And I'm Caroline Gonzalez. For such a big weekend, we wanted to bring you an exclusive interview. So joining us now is Lewis Riddick of ESPN's NFL Sunday Countdown. Lewis, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I can't complain. Just ready for the big game. Yes. Okay, so this is actually the first time College Game Day and Sunday Countdown will be in Southeast Louisiana at the same time. So how excited are you for the show this weekend? Well, I'll have to say, look, I've spent a lot of time down in New Orleans during my scouting career. I've made numerous trips down there. I'm very familiar with that city and love that stadium. Uh, just love the whole atmosphere down there, and it doesn't get any bigger than professional football in the Mercedes. It is the Mercedes-Benz Dome, isn't it? Yes. Superdome? That's yep. what I remember. Yep. That's Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I'll call it that. Sorry, go ahead. And, um, yeah, it was, it's just a, um, a great atmosphere with College Game Day being down there for LSU versus Alabama. It doesn't get any bigger than that. I mean, Nick Saban is someone who I played for early in my career. Well, with the Cleveland Browns, he has built just an absolute juggernaut. LSU, I know so many guys who who have graduated and played football there, went on to have great careers in the, in the NFL. I mean, it's just it's a pretty exciting time for football overall and um, for both of the number one pregame shows to be down there at the same time. It doesn't get any better than that. Well, I do have to prepare you for the Arctic tundra that you're about to walk into in New Orleans. It was 55 degrees today here. <laughs> uh, 55 huh yeah well you, you know what i think we'll survive that concern <laughs> we were uh we were just in buffalo and we were in green bay already where i'll tell you what i haven't been that cold in a long time as i was in green bay in a suit so uh 55 we'll take it <laughs> okay so this matchup with the saints versus the rams has to be probably one of the biggest games of the season it's probably going to be one of the biggest tests for each team what yeah. are you thinking about going, like watching, getting ready to watch this game? Well, if you start on the Saints side of the ball offensively, um, the first thing they're going to have to do in order to make sure they can move the ball effectively, whether it be on the ground or in the air, is take care of the Rams' front. Namely, we're talking about Aaron Donald, and we're talking about Michael Brockers, we're talking about Indomitian Sue, because those guys will come right in your face, right down the middle of your defense, and they will be right in the face of of Drew Brees, and they will put a lot of stress on Max Unger. They'll put a lot of stress on the interior of that offensive line, Larry Warford. I mean, those, those guys are going to be critical to make sure that they keep the pocket secure for Drew to be able to throw the football and for their running game to get going. So that's the first thing that I'm watching, who wins the interior line of scrimmage battle. Secondly, you know, if you flip it over to the other side, for the Saints' defense versus the Rams' offense, it's going to be about Todd Gurley. It's going to be about trying to make the Rams play uh, left-handed, or let's just say play with one hand tied behind their back, meaning Todd Gurley is not someone who is gashing them for six, seven, eight, nine yards of carry. And then put it in Jared Goff's hands, and then that way you know when they have to throw it and they're forced to throw it, that's when the, the crowd can become a big-time factor. That's when they can unleash their pass rush guy like Cam Jordan is going to have to have a huge, huge game. The secondary is going to have to have tremendous communication to make sure 
that this deep passing game of the Rams does not get a cheap one over the top like they do against every single team week after week after week. Because Sean McVay is about as good a play caller as there is. And then I'll say this, speaking of play callers, you have two of the very, very, very best in the league that maybe have ever done it. Sean is just, McVay is just kind of making his name right now, but he's already near the very top. And Sean Payton has been giving defenses fits for a long time. So that's a lot to chew on right there. And um, there's going to be a lot of other twists and turns in this game, but the Saturday night's game between Alabama and LSU, this is absolutely TV uh, on the, in the afternoon on Sunday. Well, I have, I have two follow-up questions to that, Lewis. If you're in the Saints defensive meeting room this weekend or this week, what do you think is on the whiteboard in all caps underlined as the number one key going into this weekend's matchup? For the Saints defense? Yeah. There's no question. It's, it doesn't even, it's, it's the numbers 3-0 next to each other, number 30. That's the absolute number one thing that they have to take care of. This guy is arguably the MVP of the league if you – Mm-hmm. don't believe that Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the league, if you don't believe that Drew Brees is the MVP of the league. Many people believe Todd Gurley is the most valuable player in the league because of his dual-threat capability. So that is the first thing defensively that they have to take care of. And the Saints are one of the best in the NFL stopping the run. They have a very strong, solid, fundamentally sound front seven. They have to make sure it is second and long, third and long for the Rams. What the Rams will, will end up doing is getting so badly on first down, running the football on play-action pass, that you never get him the third down. It's always first down, second down, first down, second down, first down, because Gurley is he's running the ball on you, he's catching screens, he's catching the ball out of the backfield, then they're play-actioning. So there's so many things that are dependent upon his success, and no one has stopped him yet. Green Bay kept him under control a little bit, but then he killed him in the, in the pass game. So number 30, it's almost like you look at the Rams as the second coming of the greatest show on turf, then remember how the New England Patriots defended the original greatest show on turf in the Super Bowl down there in that very same stadium. The number one thing they wanted to do was take care of Marshall Falk that day. It's the same job for the Saints in this game. Take care of number 30, Todd Gurley, first. Absolutely. You touched a little bit on Sean Payton and Drew Brees and how good they are. We heard your colleague Matt Hasselback talk about um, how coaches, especially Sean Payton, is able to see the game through the quarterback's eyes. He also said that Sean, uh, that McVay is another person who could also do that. Do you think we see McVay and Jared Goff as the early makings of Sean Payton and Drew Brees? Sure. You know, people don't want to go out with those kinds of lips and make those kind of bold statements, although I'm not one who's afraid to. Look, if you if you look at some of the things that Sean has done already, if you talk to people who know him, if you talk to him yourself, if you talk to the players he's coached, this guy has a photographic memory. He has a tremendous sense for what his quarterback needs and what his team needs in the moment. He's not a chalkboard coach. He's a real-time coach. By that, I mean he's not a guy who can just draw up plays real pretty and draw the squares and the circles and the X's real nice on the board where you go, wow, this guy's a genius. And then when it comes time to call plays in a game, he freezes up and shrinks. He gets bigger then. He becomes even more confident at that time. And what he has done for Jared's career has been nothing short of spectacular. Not to say Jared wasn't going to be on this developmental arc anyway. He just needs to be with the right coach because the coach he was with his rookie year was about to ascend into Canada with the way he was coaching him. This is a very, very, very good marriage. They've surrounded him with tremendous weapons. And, yeah, barring injury, barring anything unforeseen as far as Sean wanting to go somewhere else, which I couldn't imagine he would, this could be, sure, this could be the makings of a high-flying offense for years to come, given the fact that 
defenses have been uh, put behind the eight ball as much as they have anyway. So while we're on the topic of the Rams offense, Gurley is obviously the main highlight of the offense, but that wide receiver trio is also pretty much of a challenge. Now sure. the DVs here, obviously we have Marshawn and PJ who have been with the system, but Eli Apple is new and he only played mm -hmm. one game so far. He's still adjusting to the defense, but from your you know defensive background, what can he do to you know really prepare for this weekend? Well, I think the number one thing that's going to need to be done is look. The safeties in particular are going to need to play their very best game, and by that I mean from a communication standpoint, they're going to have to be absolutely spot on to make sure that the are being matched the way they need to be matched down the field when. When the um, when the when the Rams go to their deep passing game, that is what gets people screwed up in the secondary because they don't communicate it out properly, and that's going to be even more important, really, than the corner play. To make sure that the safeties are communicated properly and that there are no coverage butts, because the Rams feast off of it. They design their offense that way. They stress you both both physically and mentally. So they have to they have to be on point. You mentioned earlier um, that the fact that they have Brockers, Donald, Sue, but they also added Fowler, Dante Fowler, this week. How much of an sure. impact do you think that we're going to see him have on defense, and what kind of rush, rush packages do you think uh, we're going to see out of the Rams' defense? Well, I, well, I will say this. We're going to find out just how good Dante Fowler is because he will not get doubled. He will get plenty of single blocks. He will get one-on-one because they're going to be preoccupied with Aaron first and Sue second. So we're going to find out just how good Dante is one-on-one -on -one when they can get them in favorable third and long and what kind of package he has. I'm sure they'll let, let him rush from a nine technique, get out wide, use his speed, use his power, and just let him go to work. Whether that is against Armstead or against Ransom, we'll find out. You know, he'll, Maybe he'll, he'll rush from both sides. Maybe Wade will have him stand up and rush as a joker and let him rush inside over the guards or the, or the center maybe. Although Aaron does his best work in there, so I can't imagine him doing that. They need outside push. But as far as as far as Dante's concerned in his own career, he's got the best of all worlds now. He has got the preeminent three-technique rusher on his football team, so he has no excuse. Either he can get it done or he can't. And we're going to find out. The Saints have, I would say, their big three on the offense, Thomas, Ingram, and Kamara. What can we expect from that matchup with Thomas and Marcus Peters? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Marcus actually winds up shadowing him and following him. If Marcus plays off of him, Michael will feast all day long because that's what he has done to every corner that has played off. He just catches the ball in front of him. He's too big and strong for them to get him on the ground. Then he'll have a tremendous run after the catch. And when he gets up on the line and presses him, then he's going to have to be very good with his technique and make sure that he uh, gets a jam on Michael because, look, Michael's not the fastest guy, but he's so strong. So it's going to be one of those where Marcus has to play his very best game. Lewis, two more questions before we let you go. Um, on the Saints roster, who do you think is going to have a standout game against this Rams defense or offense this week? I'm sorry, did you repeat that? I was gonna, or I said, who on the Saints roster do you think is going to have a standout game against the Rams this week? Well, I'm looking for Alvin Kamara, quite honestly, to have a big game, and for Michael Thomas, because I think they're going to try and attack the middle of the field and the Rams' second-level defenders. They're going to try and get after their linebackers in particular. They're going to try and get their safety singled up one-on-one -on -one down the field, the middle of the field. And Sean Payton does that as good as anybody. 
And we're going to see if the Rams have an answer. If they can't get to Drew, I have a feeling it's going to be a long day. And I'm picking the Saints to win. There we go. Well, one more question. I know you said you spent a lot of times in New Orleans. Is there any particular restaurant or food that you can't wait to, to have when you come down? You know what? I like them all. I, I, I food down there is good. I'm just going to try it all. Can you say that again? Sorry, I think you broke up for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, look, I'm just going to try and get my hands on whatever I can down there. I mean, I... All the food down there is great. I'm looking forward to trying it all. Yeah, that's that's my mentality. It's impossible to be on a diet in, in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. Yeah, we really appreciate you, you guys you joining us today. Make sure you're joining us on Sunday for NFL Sunday Countdown. They're on the road for the first time, excuse me, for the third time in 33 years. They'll be outside Manning Sports Bar and Grill right off Fulton Street, down the street from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Sam Ponder will start the show at 10 a.m. along with Matt Hasselback, Randy Moss, Rex Ryan, Charles Woodson, and, of course, who you just heard from, Lewis Riddick. It is open to the public. It is completely free, and there is a special giveaway for the first 100 fans, so make sure you're out there. Now, that's something fun to do before the game, but we definitely want to see you all in that Superdome, so make sure you head to NewOrleansSaints.com and get your tickets if you haven't already. Other than that, thanks for joining us, and can't wait to see you Sunday.